Hey everyone, Anthony from Easier here. I'm super excited that you're taking the time to listen to one of my first episodes. As with any new project, there's always a bit of a learning curve involved. For me, that curve was figuring out how to make my audio sound awesome. Don't get me wrong, you can definitely hear everything in this episode, and the content is great. I just wanted you to know that it took me a few episodes, until episode 7, to get it sounding just right. Just like this. All right. That's enough disclaimer. Let's get to the show. You're listening to Easier, a podcast all about making your life easier. This is episode number five. I'm Anthony Wagner, and my passion is all about finding the best, simplest, and yes, easiest ways of getting things done. Each week, I'll bring you my favorite tips, tricks, and hacks for living a simpler life. This week, we're going to talk about how to get and stay organized, one of my favorite topics. We'll talk about an incredibly popular book called The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up by Marie Kondo. I'm going to dive into how the KonMari method helped me both get and stay organized, and I'll talk through some of the ways I've adapted her method to work just a little bit better for me. Then it's another segment of Something Borrowed. This week, I'm borrowing from the Happier podcast again. It's a simple way to keep things put away around your house or office. And finally, another quick life hack. We're going to talk about dollar store plastic storage bins. Okay, like I said, we're going to start off with the life-changing magic of tidying up. This is such a tremendous book. If you've never read it or you've never heard of it, you probably haven't been in a Barnes & Noble. I swear it's on every end cap every time I go into that store. This is a book about just what its title says, keeping your space tidy. And I know it might sound a little cheesy, but having this method in place really helped to get my spaces organized and keep them that way. I've actually used her method twice, which really you're only supposed to need to use it once because she says that if you do it correctly the first time, then you don't need to do it again. You should be able to stay organized. But I have a reason for that, which I'll get to in a minute. But first, I'm going to dive into an outline of her method. And we will kind of cover the high points first, and then I will come back and go deeper into each one after we cover the the highlights. So the first premise is that you should do everything all at once, not spread this out over months and weeks and forever. You, you don't want to take a whole lot of time to get this done. You want to build your momentum and use that momentum to push you through to the end. So that's part number one. The whole key to this method then is to discard anything which does not spark joy. And I know I keep saying that things sound cheesy, and that's because when I first started reading the book, I was like, she can't be serious. Spark joy? How corny is that? But as I thought about it, the more I thought about it, the more it actually helped. That idea, being able to only live with the things that bring you joy, makes such a huge difference. So then she suggests that you should organize in order by certain categories. And I'm going to cover those categories now, and then I'll explain why that order is important in a minute. The category order that she suggests is clothes, then books, then papers, then miscellaneous, what she calls komono, which are things like health and beauty, electronics, household stuff, 
kitchen stuff, things like that. And then finally, you should do sentimental items. And the idea is that you bring all of the objects or items from that particular category into one space, consider each one from that category. So it's all your clothes. You do all your clothes at once. Hold each item one by one and ask yourself if it sparks joy. And if it does, you keep it. If it doesn't, you decide whether to donate or discard it. Then once you're done discarding, you begin giving everything a home and then you go back and do the next category in order. So this method, the reason that she says to do it in the particular order that she does, clothes, books, papers, komono, and sentimental, is because she asserts that you build momentum. You start with the things that are easier to discard, like your clothes. It's much easier to discard clothes than photos or letters, for example. So she says that you do it in that order and you kind of get a little harder each time. So by the time you get to sentimental, it's much, much easier because you're kind of in that spark joy mindset. And she says that by the time you're done, you've done all of those steps for all of those categories. You'll have a home that not only sparks joy with all of the items that are there, but you'll have one that doesn't get cluttered again because... The step that was second to last says that you give everything a home. And that is just as important as discarding because if everything has a place and you know where that place is, it always has a place to be put away. It doesn't end up on that random end table or on the counter and just sit there forever because you don't know where to put it. So like I said, I actually did this method twice. And the reason I did it twice was because the first time was the general time when I did it up front. But then I decided to do it again later because we were moving to a smaller place and we needed to downsize our items. So this really helped. And I've found that I could refine it even further than I did the first time. I will say that it has definitely worked for me. I probably have a few objects here or there that don't spark joy that I just haven't gotten rid of for whatever reason. But overall, my space has stayed clean. It stayed organized. And I love almost everything I live with. It feels amazing to only live with those things that bring you joy. Now, discarding can sometimes be tough. I, I admit that. There were some items that I had trouble with, but there's a few points that I found from her method that are actually very helpful. The first is recognizing whether you're keeping something out of obligation or because it sparks joy. And if something is being kept because of obligation, you need to think about that a little more. A couple of ways of dealing with that there are some different reasons that you might feel obligated. The first I like to point out is if you receive something as a gift. I know I sometimes struggle to discard things that were given to me because they were gifts, but there's two things you can do here to, or two ways of thinking that can help you to get rid of those things if you really don't want them, if they don't spark joy. The first is remembering that the gift giver doesn't want to bring you a sense of obligation or any unease by giving you that gift, they want to bring you joy. So the joy can just be in the fact that they felt good or joyful when they gave it to you. And you felt the same when you received it. Maybe not just about the object itself. It was the feeling that you got. And so remembering that they certainly, the gift giver does certainly not want to cause you any anxiety. That'll help you to part with that object. Another way to do it is by saying thank you. And again, this is another cheesy thing that actually really works. If you have an object that you're getting rid of, formally saying thank you for bringing your purpose into my life, whether it was receiving that gift or its utility or whatever it was, thank you for bringing that purpose into my life. 
you kind of give yourself permission to release it. It's, it's fulfilled its destiny, and you can move on without it. Then there's another sense of obligation that I feel all the time, and I'm sure that other folks do too. It's feeling fearful that you might need that object somewhere down the line, feeling that you're going to need it later. This comment really applies to those with the financial means to do it, and so I'm not trying to be exclusive here, but if you have the financial means, then a way you can think yourself into discarding something that doesn't spark joy is by reminding yourself that if you really do need it again later, you can always go out and buy it again. And that might seem wasteful, but if the object doesn't spark joy and you just can't bring yourself to part with it because you're afraid you'll need it, this really helps. So I did a couple of things that were a little bit different. And they mostly came to how she organizes her space. She suggests that you fold clothes in a really meticulous way, which does give them the dignity they deserve and keeps them in the best shape. But I found that to be really time consuming. And so I didn't really keep up with that. I ball my socks up. You know, I'm guilty of that. And well, at least my casual socks, my dress socks, I fold. But my casual socks get balled up, which is a big con no no. But I do that anyway, because I don't want to spend you know, four days folding socks. And then she recommends that you organize your closets. You hang things from dark to light and heavy to light. And I did that at first and it felt and looked amazing, but it is so tedious to try and keep up with that. I just abandoned it. And it's kind of like that, but it's certainly not perfect. I did it more heavy to light. That's still the way that my clothes are, but it's definitely not from dark to light. I just didn't have time for that. It takes way too long to keep up with it. So any way you do it, if you try this method, if you think the method is ridiculous, if you've read the book, if you're going to, let me know. I'd love to know what you do with this. If it actually has helped you or will help you, please connect with me. You can do that by emailing podcast at easiercast.com or by visiting easiercast.com slash five and scrolling to the bottom of the page and leaving a comment. Up next is a quick something borrowed, and this I have borrowed again from the Happier podcast. It is to move things closer and closer to their destination. I'm not quite sure what episode of Happier this came from, so if you can, if you listen to that podcast and you know, please do let me know. But the idea is that you incrementally, as you are doing other things, move something that needs to be put away closer and closer to where it needs to go. So if, for instance, you have your phone charger and you brought it out into the living room, it really belongs in the bedroom, you'd feel like, "Eh, I really don't feel like walking it all the way back. I'm done with it, but I'll just leave it here. What you can do instead is if there's somewhere you're going kind of in between, like your kitchen or your bathroom are in between, you can take that thing with you and set it closer to its destination so as you actually go to the destination later it's already there waiting to be picked up and carried the rest of the way i know this might sound simple but please do not discount it because it's so simple try it it really works it prevents me from leaving stuff out and then having to do a huge cleanup later i just kind of do it incrementally and it gets put away And then last is a really quick life hack, and that is to run out to your local dollar store, ours, the closest to us that we have in our area, our Dollar Trees, and buy some plastic storage bins. The Dollar Tree has a wall of 
a zillion different types and colors and shapes of plastic storage bins, and they are so useful. I use them for everything, and some of them, the ones I use the most, they actually come in a pack of three for a dollar. They're about the size of your hand. They're probably a little bigger than that, and I use them to corral all kinds of objects. Like in my nightstand, I I use them in there, or in our ottoman. It's a storage ottoman, and we use them in there. Use them in the linen closet and the hall closet. I even use them in the fridge. I have some bigger ones that I use in the fridge to separate produce from meat. They work so well and they're so inexpensive that if you've never used these bins or didn't know they existed, I think that you should finish this episode, get up and run to the Dollar Tree if you have one or your local dollar store and grab some of these bins. I actually keep a set of those three to a pack bins in the closet to use whenever I happen to need them so I don't have to go out and get them right then. Seriously, if you've not done this, They are the bomb. So head out to your local dollar store and pick some up today. And that's it for episode number five of the Easier Podcast. Remember to conmari your house. And if you want a full description, be sure to check out the full book, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up by Marie Kondo. And I'll have a link to that book, both the audiobook version and the Kindle and the paper version on my website, which I'll announce in just a moment. When you get to that page, you can scroll down almost to the bottom and all those links will be right there. Also, try to keep things put away by moving them closer and closer to their destinations. And finally, run out to that dollar store right now and buy some plastic storage bins. You will not regret it. If you do conmari your space or you do organize your space with some of those bins, I want to know about it. You can email me at podcast at easiercast.com or leave a comment at easiercast.com slash five. Scroll all the way down to the bottom of that page and drop the comment there. If I love your ideas, I will absolutely feature them in a future episode. As always, thanks so much for listening. And until next week, here's to an easier life. Bye for now.